With spring right around the corner, maybe you like me, you're excited to get out for longer walks and runs, pick up a new book to read outside, or just get out and explore new neighborhoods and food. Or we could do all three wrapped in one. Our friends over at Read and Run Chicago are expanding to nearby Lamont for three different meetups. The group is like a combination running club, book club, and neighborhood tour, and each route in Lamont is about three miles paired with a different book from Pat Camaliere's Corotazi Historical Mystery Series. Afterwards, you'll get to sit down with the author and historian and sample some food from local restaurants. The first run is Saturday, March 23rd. Spots are limited and are going to go fast. So register now at readandrunchicago.com or find the link on their Instagram at readandrunchicago. Today on CityCast Chicago, we're ready to eat our way around Chicago in 2024. But where should we start? And what are the trends to watch in our world-class food industry? From exciting openings to tipping habits, host Jacoby Cochran talked with Eater Chicago's Ashok Selvam about what to expect from Chicago's food scene this year. It's Wednesday, January 3rd. I'm Simona Licea, in for Jacoby, and this is what Chicago's talking about. Ashok, welcome back to CityCast Chicago. Great to be here. There was still a lot of pandemic recovery going on in Chicago restaurants last year. You and I talked about it a few times. If you had to give an overall prognosis for 2024, what would it be? Optimistic? Worried? Where are you feeling right now? Oh, they're still digging out. You know, I was just talking to one uh, West Loop uh, chef yesterday, and he was saying, you know, we're still not there. I mean, he's about to open a, another restaurant, and he's he was saying... Traffic's not going to be there, but we have to kind of establish a new normal and kind of a new standard for what success is. He's still going to go after it. He's still going to put out the best possible food, have the best possible space for his customers. But, you know, the return on investment is a little different. What's the biggest concern? I mean, right now, everybody's dealing with inflation. Is it easy to staff? Like what? what's restaurant owners and, and even employees biggest concerns right now? It's kind of a real simple question, but with a lot of nuance. What does the customer actually want nowadays? We were in the pandemic and everyone wanted comfort food and like DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats and Third Port, you know, wanted to enjoy food. We didn't have a choice because of, you know, uh, you know, dining room shutdowns and everything. And how is that translating with that kind of different uh, overhead and spend, you know, do folks want to be entertained in a huge, like a really ornate dining room? Do or are they just here for the, uh, pristine food. You hear some, like, uh, there's a good comparison. Nick Kokonis, who's over at the Yelenia Group, may, would always compare, like, you know, folks, uh, you know, may want to spend $500 on a table at Alinea, but they also are paying that sort of money on scalp tickets to, like, concerts and sports. So do you, like, folks, like, you know, folks complain about, like, going to the Beyonce show or, or what, or Taylor Swift, but they're also really happy with the experience. And now with restaurants, is that an apt comparison anymore? I'm not sure. And I don't think the industry is either. So obviously the question on a lot of people's mind is what does the customer want? But but how are those restaurant trends going in terms of staffing, in terms of keeping people in their seats? Well, staffing has kind of made a little bit of a recovery. And I'll, I'll, I think a lot of it is uh, 
some of the uh, stuff going on in the city council. And it doesn't take in, you know, we, we we're talking about one fair wage and the uh, uh, abolition of the tip minimum wage. It seems like there is positive vibes, at least from the worker side, that you know, the environment is going to be better. I, there's a new bar opening in Westtown called Lemon, and uh, one of their bartenders was telling me that this bar is about the workers. It's not about the customer. It's about making sure the staff feels good to minimize the number of steps, making sure that like their po- proper floor mat so their feet don't get sore. Uh, you know, you saw probably in, in the bear, and I'm going to limit my uh, bear uh, references because I know a lot of folks are a little triggered by that. But you know, you saw how hard these folks work and then kind of keeling over, uh, sitting and eating their meal on a bucket. And at this particular bar, they want to make sure that you you have, it sounds like kind of trite, but you have actually a table and chair to eat your meal during your break. So there are some like big strides going on in terms of worker retention. Uh, They're still figuring it out. I don't know if that answers the entire question, but I do think it's trending upward toward the worker side at this point. I mean, one big thing you just mentioned that's going into effect this summer is the city will start phasing out the tip minimum wage. Can you remind people how that will work? What is going to happen is you're going to take like, you know, the tip minimum wage was kind of a government subsidiary to allow servers. Uh, you had, you know, folks like uh, that had to rely on tips like co-check folk to, you know, pay them less than the standard minimum wage. But the, the argument was on slow days, you know, folks wouldn't make as much because there would be less tips. Uh, I think it's a little controversial. You know, it's a little murky. But the thinking is if you everyone makes the same to start, everyone's going to be in a better situation. And I think in Chicago particularly, like, like the t- a regular minimum wage, a standard minimum wage is higher than other places across the country. I mean, how are restaurant workers and owners preparing for that shift? I imagine there, there are clearly different stakes here for, for both parties. You began to see it a little bit already. I, I wrote a story about Boca really uh, well-known restaurant group. Their flagship is Boca and Lincoln Park, but they have like, you know, all the Stephanie Izard restaurants as well. But, you know, we're going to see is like some trimming of what they're going to term as non-essential workers. And, you know, they're going to, like folks are probably going to be lumped up a little bit with more responsibilities. They might have to polish silverware or mop floors. So we're seeing that to a point. And there have been threats of restaurants taking their business elsewhere. But I also think that's kind of a universal thing whenever it, it sways toward the workers. I think it's a little too early to, to see the full impact. Folks are going to have to figure that out over the course of the next couple months. The goal is hopefully that the the sort of bottom floor doesn't fall out for service workers who are very much reliant on those tips. But we've also heard from from some bar workers who, for example, aren't looking forward to it as much because they think they'll make less in tips. Do you think that this political change will also change tipping habits around Chicago? I can't remember which alderman said during the city council meeting where they uh, abolished tip minimum wage, uh, Alderman said, Chicago as a whole, they don't know how to tip. So education isn't very, you know, it's not there. So I'm you're going to see a lot of restaurants be very transparent on their websites and try to attempt this education. And we're probably going to see a little bit more service fees, though the legality of service fees is still being determined because we're not sure if that's a federal thing or what's really going to affect and how much they can actually uh, offer. 
the restaurant Daisy's in Logan Square, they have a big pop-up window that uh, comes out when you're making a reservation, forcing you to read and check before you make your reservation. And it's a little aggressive, but they don't really have much of an alternative or they're going to end up on Reddit as, you know, the there's a list of restaurants with service fees to avoid. The City of Chicago Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection offers a free entrepreneur certificate program for future and current business owners in Chicago. Participants must complete six webinars within six months in designated webinar categories. Graduates are eligible to apply for the CIBC Bank USA Entrepreneur Loan Program, a bank partner with BACP. The longstanding program was created to support startup or early stage small businesses, gain entrepreneur training with important working capital. Since the program launched, more than 1,000 Chicago entrepreneurs and business owners have successfully completed the program. Completing the process is as easy as one, two, three. Number one, register by signing up at chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. Number two, attend six webinars by registering for upcoming webinars at chicago.gov slash BACP webinars. And number three, graduate from the program and you'll receive your digital certificate and information on connecting with CIBC Bank USA. To learn more about the BACP Entrepreneur Certificate Program, please visit chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. When we were talking last year, another big thing on everybody's watch list for for the year was the Kroger Albertsons merger and, and the closure of several grocery stores on the West and South Sides. Now the city has announced in the fall it will begin studying the possibility of a municipally owned grocery store. Do we have any information about what's happening there, both with the merger, but also with, you know, what this may mean for, for the city stepping in and providing a public option? Well, the Kroger and Albertsons thing, the federal government is still work like we're still waiting for those approvals. But grocery stores in general, like I'm, I'm kind of giddy because we're gonna write a lot about that in 2024. Like that's the, my promise to you, you're the listeners right now. As far as the uh, the kind of the public option, we are going to, I, I think in the next couple of years, we are going to see some sort of public option when it comes to grocery stores. I'm not sure if it's going to be what uh, you know the mayor and, and his allies have proposed, but certainly there is a real importance of grocery stores. I think I told you on my on the last appearance how you know I was talking to then Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who saw grocery stores with their food courts as r- uh, real ways to kind of feed the community, offer healthy, low cost meals that are like a little bit better. I'm not shaming on fast food, but when all you have is available is fast food, that's not a good thing. So these grocery stores have a real potential to be neighborhood icons. And how that public option is going to roll out, I'm not sure. But there, there's a lot of questions that remain. From a, a restaurateur standpoint, we saw a few more markets opening up where you might have stables of, of vendors or, or restaurants. Is that growing in popularity around Chicago? Do, do you think we'll see more of these? Like, uh, are, you, are we talking about like uh, vendors, like uh, like a like a foxtrot type thing, or a food court? Yeah, or like a timeout market, like a food court, like a Gangnam Market, just like these sort of the the share stables. At one point, I know in in Pullman there were a few restaurants where Lexington Betty is. I just wanted to know: are these growing in popularity around the city? These these markets or shared spaces? 
I really think that the food hall market is uh, that bubble has burst. Mm. There's a uh, you know you, we talked about Lexington and Betty's and the food hall they had there. Uh, right now they're thinking about moving out because they need to make some significant improvements to the kind of a, it's a newish space that opened in the last couple of years and uh, she doesn't really know if that space is like a tune. But that's a separate issue. Timeout Market is kind of you know to uh, it's a bit of a free fall because the vendors there were all local for the longest time. And now they can't afford the rent. So they imported some folks from their other food hall in Miami, who, which is a little bit more stable, they're more familiar with. Because Time Out's this huge media conglomerate. They have different food halls all over the world. Like they have them in Portugal, among other places. But when it comes to food hall, the urban space that's uh, near uh, Daly Plaza, the urban um, place is a, uh, urban space, excuse me, is a New York brand. And they just quietly left the Chicago market. They left the food hall. They sold it to another company to manage. But food halls in general, I, I do think the bubble has burst. And it's, it's a real shame because they could be sources of real giving folks uh, you know, chances to incubate, to try their, their craft. But I, I, I greed, greed is what has uh, you know, destroyed them. Greed on, on whose part? Because like you said, coming out of the pandemic, it seems like this would be a great opportunity for a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people looking for their first restaurant. They have to use what the food hall is, and then they have to give a huge percentage of their orders to the food hall so it doesn't become cost effective. Gangnam Market has been a fresh uh, breath of fresh air, but that uh, the difference is these are all brands created by the uh, the owner Kenny Yang, who owns Kinky and a couple other uh, strings rest- ramen restaurant, and he's like kind of an entrepreneur. He's our local Chicago guy. He was telling me that he wants to keep costs down because he sees whole uh, Whole Foods and other spaces kind of inflate their prices, and he didn't think that was right. But also, he was kind of looking at me because I will never open another grocery store. This is too much <laughs> for me. And I, I was joke. I was teasing him because that first uh, day. It was packed gill to gill, and uh, it, but the food is really good. But I do think that is a good model. I just don't see a lot of Kenny Yangs out there with that commitment to Chicago. That you know that that pride to put out a, like unique products. I wish we could, but instead we're going to see these other companies. We saw these other companies come in, parachute in, and just say, "Oh, we have another market. We need to be in Chicago because you know why not." Yeah. Anybody wanted to know, Gangnam Market is in River West. It's like an Asian market food hall. Uh, and it, it made a lot of uh, best new restaurant lists in, in 2023 as it opened late last year. Uh, on maybe a more optimistic note, what are some restaurant openings you're most anticipating in 2024? Joe Flam, you know, Mr. Top Chef himself, he hasn't uh, released many details, but he's going to open his third restaurant. It's also going to be the West Loop. I don't know much about it, but Joe told me, you know, I had a, a story I wanted to tell with Rosemary. I got another story to tell, and uh, I'm excited for him. He's another in that group with Kenny Yang, real like real Chicago person is going to find something that will serve the people well. Uh, really excited about that. You know, there's a, a restaurant that's opening, it just opened last week of December. It's called Maxwell Trading, and it's from a really talented chef called uh, named Erling Wu Bauer. Uh, he's He's been around. His mom was a like, really noted food critic for a while. This restaurant has food that Chicago has never seen. It's got this, like, it, the menu is... Like a, it's not fusion because that kind of che- uh, cheapens it. It just pulls from a bunch of Asian cultures, and it's not cheap. Uh, Erling is Cajun and Chinese; that's his heritage. So the menu reflects his heritage. Uh, but 
they have this bread. It's part naan, part you know Chinese scallion pancake, and it's used to kind of dunk the various dips. It's fire. It's 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 really good. But those are uh, two of the restaurants, and I think one of the the big changes with twenty twenty four. There's not a huge uh, a long runway. I don't have like a, a a lot of restaurants that I can say. I'm really excited about. I think folks are a little reluctant with construction delays, the economy. They don't want to show their cards too early. One of the big trends we talked about with our friends from the the Infatuation Chicago team was there were a lot of restaurants or a couple of restaurants in 2023 that had like a, a 2.0. Right. Whether it was, you know, Soleil opening a second round or Daisies or Provari moving into a new space. Are there any restaurants that maybe are, are looking at a revitalization? They're remodeling right now that you're excited to see what they do next. Oh, wow. Like I, I might get in trouble, but there are a couple of huge restaurant folks that are looking at new spaces and I'm not ready to like I don't want to <laughs> spoil it for them. But there are a couple of big names. Uh I say uh, look out for Lincoln Square North Center. There might be some stuff uh, going on there. Uh, this is just if I, you know, I don't want to burn a source here. You know, like, uh, you know, and then they're like, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Here's something. Yeah, this will be good. Ducks Red Hots. The hot dog stand. Uh-huh. It, it's, it's been around for 75 years. It's a little stand. It used to be called Donald Ducks. Disney came down and said, no, you have to change your name. <laughs> uh, it's a legendary story. They're going to close very, very soon this winter, and it's going to be – they just applied for a liquor license, and they're going to rename themselves Modern Relish. So that's uh, – I'm, I'm wondering what is going to well, – is the food going to be the same? You know, am I going to be – like, is it going to be boozy, like, uh, milkshakes? What What's the deal? So we don't know a lot of what, what's going on there, but that's uh, – I think that's kind of in the 2.0 realm that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before I let you go, any other meals you're looking forward to this year, whether it's new restaurants, restaurants you're excited to get to or get back to? I'm going to be a homer. It's it's kind of sick that Chicago has never had a Michelin-starred Indian restaurant. And that happened this year. Indian. That was one of my favorite experiences from the food to the service. It, it was it was a great time. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty like kind of landmark. It's a lot. And it's, it's going to make a lot of people feel good. Cebu. Okay. Cebu Filipino restaurant. They're moving from Wicker Park to Lakeview and they're going to have a, a bigger uh, space. That's going to be great because Filipino food, it's good to see folks um, you know, able to kind of share their culture and make a little bit of money and be proud of, of who they are. Mm-hmm. Boonies had a big moment last year, uh, so it'll be exciting for for another restaurant uh, with Cebu. Ashok, every time you come on, not only do you give us great meals and restaurants to look forward to, uh, but fantastic information on Chicago's food scene. We appreciate you making time. Oh, my pleasure. Take care. Hey, happy eating in 2024. Before you fully embark on this new year, remember to vote for CityCast Chicago as best podcast and Hey Chicago as best newsletter in the Chicago Reader's Best of 2023. Check the link in the show notes under the City Life category. And thanks. And some good news to get you through. The Young Playwrights Festival begins this week. Catch one-act plays written by Chicago high schoolers starting Thursday at Pegasus Theater in Westtown. And I gotta say, these kids are really after my own heart because this year's winning plays feature ghosts, aliens, and the trappings of artificial intelligence. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. And guess what? It's National Trivia Day. We'll talk to you then. Doom, 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 doom.